you know you're having an emotional craving moment um, and you're reaching for the pantry or wherever, grab that peppermint essential oil and breathe it in. It'll literally, it's, it'll buy you the three minutes that that craving is going to exist in you. I am a woman on a mission that is dedicated to teaching you just how powerful your body was built to be. I like to do that by bringing you the latest science, the greatest thought leaders, and applicable steps that help you tap into your own internal healing power. The purpose of this podcast is to give you the power back and help you believe in yourself again. My name is Dr. Mindy Pels, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. On this episode of the Resetter Podcast, I have such a delightful conversation for you guys with Dr. Maritza Snyder. If you're not familiar with Dr. Maritza Snyder, she put out actually several books, but her most current book is Essential Oils for Menopause. And not only is the book amazing, but I want to tell you that in this episode, she talks about a ton of different blends to help anxiety, to lower blood sugar, to help you sleep. Uh, she even went into, she has a newborn baby. She talked about what she used uh, to help her bring down her baby's fever. She also answers some of the questions about essential oils that I've had for quite a while, which is, is it better to breathe it in? Does it matter where you rub these oils on your body? And how long do the oils last in your system? One thing I learned from talking to her in this episode is she talks about how oils are a quick win. You can change your state, you can change your moods, you can bring a fever down, you can uh, improve anxiety within seconds, and it'll last up to two hours, the effects of oils. So I love this conversation. We talk a ton about anxiety. We talk a ton about menopause. Uh, we, we really highlight how to use oils. And then at the end, she really went and dove into some great strategies for strengthening your parasympathetic nervous system so that you can handle stress better. So phenomenal interview, so much fun. This woman's got incredible energy. Dr. Maritza Snyder, we'll leave links for everything she has to offer. Her book is incredible. And I'm just really excited to share this episode with you. Hey, Resetters, as we step into the new year, I am so thrilled to invite you on an extremely transformative journey with me in my Reset Academy. So check this out. If you're ready to kickstart your fasting and health journey, which I know so many of you have reached out to us and asked how you customize a fasting lifestyle for you, my Reset Academy is the absolute best place to be. So here's what you get in the academy, and I like to think of it in terms of a complete picture. So imagine being surrounded by people who understand your journey, who are passionate for fasting, who want to lift you up and will support you every step of the way. My academy is not just me, my team, but it is an incredible group of people that are all dedicated to building fasting lifestyles and supporting each other in it. This is why I created the Reset Academy. So when you join, you gain access to all the exclusive calls where my team and I share the latest insights, we answer your burning questions, and we guide you towards your health goals. That's not it. We didn't stop there. By becoming a member, you're not just investing in a membership, but you're investing in yourself. I am such a fan of setting you up to win this year. And my academy is the best place I know to do that. I want to keep you focused. I want you to customize this for you. And I want you to succeed at your health goals this year. End of story. So if you're ready to unlock your fullest potential and embrace a fasting lifestyle, join me. If it feels good, join me. And let's make this year an incredible year for us all. So all you got to do is go visit drmindypels.com slash reset academy to become a member. I can't wait to welcome you. I can't wait to see you on the Zoom calls. I can't wait to be in community with you. And most importantly, let's get your health goals handled. And let's do this together. It's so much better together. Together. So that's drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy. Excited to see you there. 
I do have to, I, I love, I'm going to, this is going to be an epic day uh, for me because the fact that you showed up in a, in a bra to the podcast <laughs> is like, every woman needs to freaking know this because this is what a nursing mama does when she's on a mission and she's got to make sure baby's got milk. So. <laughs> It's so true. My son's got to eat, you know, he's gotta eat. He's totally got to eat. So that was awesome. <laughs> but what I, what I really want to dive into, and I, again, I know you're probably so tired of talking about this, but I, I want to be like transparent with the essential oil thing, because the first time I heard it, I was like, what? Like you're going to rub something on your third eye. And all of a sudden you got intuition and I'm going to rub something on my my neck and I'm going to feel better. Like I literally thought it was a, it's a bunch of malarkey. malarkey. I was like, yeah, I'm like a hell no. And I remember telling a friend, like you go study it, come back, tell me what you think. So can we start off by helping me understand? Cause it's stuck around for a long time. There has to be something to it. Why do essential oils work? Yes. Yeah. Why do like literally millions upon millions of people use essential oils around the world and more so when even, I mean, clearly the U S has taken off by storm, but more so like in Europe and Canada, Australia, all over, you know, South America, it's just really fascinating. They were in Asia for so long. And so, um, and I think the reason why they became so popular is that women really were ready to become the CEO of their health again. I remember growing up when I was a young girl, eighties and nineties, we had co-opted our doctors. And we had outsourced healthcare to our doctors for everything and anything. I remember going to the doctor all the time, like yeah. way, way more than, than one should have to. And it just, cause that we, we, it's as if they had stripped away our knowing our intuition and then you're like, well, you're a woman, you don't know nothing. Like, you know, that it just kind of got beaten into us for over years. And I think finally someone was like, uh, we've been knowing, you know, we, yes. there are a lot of things that we can do in our own home. There's a lot of different natural remedies that we can, that we can use and leverage. And when I think about a lot of the ways in which we heal, like how we heal, what we use to heal plant medicine, like plants, um, whether it is kale and arugula or, or broccoli or berries, or it is holy basil, ashwagandha, rhodiola, um, whatever we think about all the plants, all the medicinal uses of plants and how they really serve and support our bodies on a cellular level. It's not that big of a leap to imagine that plants are making other secondary metabolites for their own protection, for their own vitality, and that we can leverage that tech or that intelligence or that, that chemistry for our own good as well. And so I think that's really what it comes down to is that we, we had had this research, we'd been doing this for a while. Um, and, and essential oils are just kind of a concentrated version of a lot of the herbs that we're already using like clove and cilantro and, and oregano and marjoram, what, you know, that we've already been using for many, many centuries. And now we can just concentrate them and really get that medicinal benefit from them. Yeah. And, and that totally makes sense to me. And I think that if you look at the negative side of what we rub on our skin, we know oh. if we put toxic beauty yeah. that we create a hormonal shift. Mm -hmm. So I, my brain can sort of enter into the essential oil world through that thought is like, and I, and I'm so in alignment with you on the plants. And then I think, okay, but if I rub it on my skin, it, is it getting in at a slower rate? Does it matter where I rub it? Like, how do I know where to put the oil? Absolutely. Such a great, great question. And, and so funny that you had mentioned like slathering the stuff that we put on our bodies and having endocrine disrupting properties. Um, earlier today, I was going to, I'm re always resetting my circadian rhythms. We, I know we've talked about my serious sleep deprivation because of my baby. And the one thing I'm, I do every morning is I like get my butt outside and boost those mitochondria, get the vitamin D, mother nature, all of it. But I also, I'm trying to look young. You know, for a long you look time. Amazing. Thank you. And so I, I grabbed a sunscreen, and then I almost all of our sunscreens in the house are non-toxic, mineral-based sunscreens. But this one I just grabbed, and I, my husband had bought it, and I, and I was like. <laughs> But I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure he got the right one. And so I didn't look at the ingredients and I just put it on. And then I was like, you know what? 
let me look at the ingredients real quick. And sure enough, the red, red flag. I was like, there is endocrine disruptors in here. And I rubbed it right over my chest where I'm oh, no. feeding this baby. So immediately grab a washcloth with some Castell soap. I'm scrubbing my chest, trying to get this sunscreen up. So I think about like, you know, how often, like how quickly things absorb into our skin Mm. and how our skin in its own way, like is the biggest organ on the body. I personally, my favorite big organ is the liver, but you know, the skin, you know, the skin's, the liver's having to deal with what you put on your skin. Yeah. (laughs) And so um, I was thinking, you know, when it comes to beautiful chemical constituents, so essential oils are defined as volatile, aromatic compounds. And what that means is that if I were to open up a bottle right now, and ridiculous that I don't have one in front of me right this second to demonstrate <laughs> this, I think, um, to just pretend like I'm un- uncapping a bottle, um, those volatile constituents, because they're so delicate is that they evaporate into the air. So if you had walked into the room, the minute that I opened a bottle, a tangerine essential oil or grapefruit essential oil, that aroma, those molecules are going to peripherate because it's room temperature in here. And you'll probably smell it the second you hit the room. If I had had that bottle open for about a minute, that's just going to happen. And so those, those volatile chemicals, they go straight into the, into the mitral cells of our olfactory bulb, which is cranial nerve number one. And what we know about our sense of smell, just talking about one of the three ways to use them aromatic is that our sense of smell is literally directly connected to our limbic system, our reptilian brain, our fight or flight, stranger danger brain, because our sense of smell is connected to survival. Like we can smell, I could smell a poopy diaper from a mile away now. You know what I'm saying? Like I can, I can smell a fire. I walked by a house today. I could kind of smell some natural gas. Like I'm like, huh, what's that? And so we are, we're we're tuned to picking those things up. Your amygdala is like, is that something I need to be worried about? And Mm. so the same thing, when we breathe in an essential oil, it connects to, it binds to those mitral cells, the receptor sites there shoots straight into the limbic system. And those chemical constituents can have a profound impact by binding to receptor sites on the amygdala, the hippocampus, and especially the hypothalamus. Mm. And so we can actually modulate the way that we respond to a stressor or to a circumstance based on using um, these chemical constituents. So you, like you could, if I'm having a stressed moment, I can just breathe an essential oil and it'll, it'll switch me out of that fight or flight brain. Yeah. Specific essential oil. Some are going to, some I'm not, I've never really seen an oil activate, like overactivate a stress response mode or an anxiety mode. Um, but there are specific chemicals that we do know will absolutely begin to shut it down. Um, let's just use lavender. We started with lavender earlier. It's it's the oil that we all know, Jack of all trades. She's such a rock star. Um, but she has two chemical constituents in it called, um, linalool and linalool acetate. And these very specific chemical constituents literally bind to receptor sites on the cells of the amygdala and the hip and the hypothalamus, and literally tell the brain to take a really deep breath. And what we also know is by simply breathing in lavender essential oil, we, we can instantly lower serum cortisol levels, drop blood pressure and drop pulse rate in a matter of 30 seconds or less. That is how fast it works. And so when we look at, um, when we've, we've researched, I know, I forget what, um, it's in, in, I want to say it's the journal of it's a British journal specifically, I think it's British medicine that looked at like compared Xanax to lavender, Mm -hmm. um, and actually taking it orally. And they have found that lavender oil is just as effective, if not more effective at lowering anxiety levels in patients, um, who are having anxiety attacks. And so when you look in Europe, the first recommendation that they're going to give, if they know you're having anxiety is they're going to give you, um, kind of oral little tablets of lavender essential oil well before they ever get to, to the Xanax or any of the SSRIs or anti-anxiety medications. That's crazy. That's crazy. And uh, I was, I was reminded of the, you know, the meme of the menopausal woman who's like covered in lavender. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. She's yes. Like, like lavender, like leaves or yeah, lavender. Like, yes. She's like, I'm having a rough day and she's like buried in lavender. <laughs> so there might be something to that. I'm yeah. actually thinking maybe now I need to plant some lavender in my backyard and like roll around in it a little bit. It smells so good. We have, we have lavender. I just love, I love the way that lavender like looks. Lavender. It's so pretty. It reminds yeah. me of like a French garden. 
garden. Um, right. And so I do love it. But yeah, the, the oil itself is just so much more potent. So you need very little to get the job done. Um, and so I always recommend diluting them with fractionated coconut oil. Um, you know, my um, Kingston had a fever last Wednesday for the first time. <gasps> oh, oh gosh, how'd you do? You know, and so I know as a, you know, as a doctor, I know that fevers are good. Yep. You know, I'm not trying to kill the fever, but you know, it was getting, it got up to 102. I was freaking out a little bit. I wanted, I, I would have liked it around 99, you know, yeah, 99. Right. Was <laughs> Did you try to tell his body? I was like, take it down, take it down three degrees. Yeah. He was, he was not, not lethargic. He was actually quite happy, jovial, very sweet, but you, he was going through it. So one moment he would be giggling next moment. He would be sad and just He's giggle, so sad, giggle, cute. sad. And it was just, it was adorable, but it was, it was heart wrenching at the same time. So I was like, all right, get out the oils. I wrote a book called the smart mom's guide to essential oils. My husband finds it in the house. And I have a little, a little fever blend for, for young kids and um, babies. I usually recommend oils six months and older, although you can, it's, it's your discretion. Like mamas use them at three months and older, but when you write a book, you have to be conservative about your stance on things. Yeah. And so six months in Kingston, it was literally a six month birthday that day. And so I was like, well, let's do it. Yeah. And so I, I made, we made up a little roller. It was one drop of lavender in a 10 mil roller, two teaspoons and one drop of spearmint. And we just applied it to his little feet and we gave him little, little lukewarm bath was a little bit of it. And sure enough, we were able to get that fever down to like 90, 99, 98. And so it's just so nice to be able to, to leverage that, that, the, that medicine, um, or, you know, the, the, the medicinal properties of that and, and do it in a really just safe and, you know, just a safe and very nourishing and loving kind of way. So yeah. it just really felt good that we could, we can lean on that. And then I have, I have my best friend as a pediatrician. I have her on speed dial. You know, I've, I've got great health insurance. I can get the baby a doctor's appointment immediately. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I think having these types of, I know we're talking about women and hormones, but just an example of like watching that cool him down, um, oh, cool. was really profound. Yeah. And I want to go back to something you said before, because I think this is a really key point is that other countries are using things like essential oil. I mean, I find this with fasting too. Like they're, they're not scared to recommend something natural before something chemical-based. Why do you think here in America, we don't do that? <laughs> You're funny. You got this. Let Look at you know. trying to what? get me controversial. Um, <laughs> it's called money. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, we are, I think a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, moving parts when it comes to our medical system, whether it's health insurance and the pharmaceutical companies. And I think we, and I, you know, and I think we played a role too. I think we were, we've been asking okay. like, magic pill me up, baby, you know, you know, and and I, that's the thing that's going to fix me that pill that, that Ambien or that, you know, Wellbutrin or whatever that cholesterol medication, whatever that may be. And so we, we've definitely been involved in that conversation. We have asked for those types of things. Um, and you and I both know that, that health and being healthy, it's a continuum. It's a journey. We're always, we're always on it and it takes work. Yep. It takes dedication. It takes knowledge. And, you know, you got it. You got to put in the work to really, to really be healthy, especially in this modern world. And girl, you and I both know it is just a lot easier to take something yes. instead of, of doing the work. And so I think that b- between pharmaceuticals and our being more interested in a quick fix than, than actually really digging into knowing that hormone literacy you know, doing the fasting, eating the healthy foods, removing the inflammatory foods, you know, being mindful about what we put on our bodies, moving our body every single day in a way that feels really good to us. And we think about all the steps that, that, that we get to participate in to be healthy. I think, you know, I love it. I I love the health journey. I love being a Mm -hmm. part of that health journey, but I know for some people it can feel very arduous and, and sometimes feel like they don't have time for it. Yeah. The way, the way I see it, that could be really cool is that we, the work to me is in the lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. you've got to work the pieces of the lifestyle to balance the hormones, to get the immune system strong, however it is. 
And then if in that time period, what I, the world that I want to live in, the way I visualize this is that then we, we would lean into the natural first. So your, the example with your son is perfect because what we would do is let's start with something natural first that has no consequences. And maybe there are some that you can talk about, but, um, but before we go into something synthetic, that a, a medication, there's not any medication on the planet that doesn't have a side effect that I know of. So it, there should be sort of a, like to the continuum idea, don't you think that it would be nice if we had sort of gentle stepping stones instead of like, oh, you're in menopause, here's HRT. Oh, your son has a fever, here's a Tylenol. Like there's this manipulation we want to so quickly go to because it solves the problem fast, but temporarily. Temporarily and to what cost? You know, we, we're looking at, you know, there's this preliminary research on Tylenol and babies and it's not looking so safe as it used to be, you know, that's been, it's a, it's non-negotiable. We're not giving Kingston Tylenol. We're not giving him baby Tylenol. And I've, I've done my, my due diligence in that research. Um, and then also, like you said, you know, hormone replacement, I know for you and I both, it's not something that we're willing to explore until we've explored everything else. And I've got to feel pretty, pretty darn terrible and miserable to, yeah. to want to go in that direction. Because I do know that, especially when we're talking about synthetic hormones there, again, there are, there are implications, there are side effects, and they could eventually become, um, more of a hindrance than they are. So they become diminishing returns yeah. over time for us as women. And so, yeah, I agree. I think we should always have natural options first and foremost, whether it's supplementation, it is food as medicine, it is potentially essential oils. And I can talk to and speak to oils, how I think of them, how I think we should be using them um, it could be a little bit different than someone else having that conversation as well. And so, and then, um, and then having other, you know, more natural options on the table for, for living our best life. That's where we're going to see the best vitality, um, joy and cellular right. longevity yeah. over time. Yeah. So, and, and I want you to speak to that specifically to perimenopause and yeah. menopause in a moment, but let's go back to, because I, I this is just sort of a selfish question. I'm yeah. curious. Uh, so we can breathe the oils in. Yes. You talked about rubbing it on the feet. Is yes. that the next, what's the next best place to put our oils? So, yeah. Especially for babies. I mean, a fever is a systemic thing. Okay. So, I mean, spine is a great place too, central nervous oh. system, right? Okay. Um, but so feet and spine are just great, you know, non-invasive, really yeah. nourishing, like nice places to put, like if someone rubs your back and then puts a little oil on. Yep. Hell <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? And yep. so I always say when it comes to oils topical, and I use oils topically all the time, when it comes to oils topically, the area of concern is the best place. So if you've got a tummy ache, don't put them on your knee. If you got a <laughs> neck ache, don't put them on your low back. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I have chronic neck problems. I am honestly in a state of, uh, we were in a bad, we we're in a car accident with Kingston when he was two months old. And I'm still reeling from that accident because mm. my neck didn't need any more trauma to it. And oh. so that, so I've been going to chiropractic care and acupuncture and body work, but three times a week, give or take. Wow. And then I slather essential oils on my neck every single day. And they are phenomenal for releasing a lot of that tension, that, that just that stuckness, that tightness, and even they're, they're great natural allergesics. And yeah. so it'll, it'll, it's a, it, over time, I'm sure it's definitely helping, but even in the temporary thing for 30, 60 minutes, I am pain-free, which is amazing. Mm. And it sure beats taking again, a Tylenol yep. or an Excedrin or whatever that may be. Um, and so, um, so topically again, area of concern, dilute them. So I use oils for loving my liver. I use oils for women with menstrual cramps and, and even congestion there because mm. things can get inflamed. Yep. So clearing that out. I love using castor oil packs with essential oil blends, like for the liver, for the oh. gut and for the uterus and ovaries. Um, you can use oils for cuts and scrapes. Like you get a cut. Um, I remember my husband and I were in Italy a couple way back, way back in the day when you could, when you we could, could go, you could yeah. go to Italy. Yeah. Um, and we were trying to find this restaurant in this little street and I wasn't paying attention, nor was he. And he was in his phone 
and he ran right into a pole and oh, like, God. yeah. And I, you know, when you see something like right when it's about to happen, like there's yeah. nothing you can do for that person, like just yell, you know, right. and they still run into it anyway. So that happened. And so he like literally goose egged right here. His glasses flew like four feet away. And you could see this goose egg just growing. He had this big little like gash as well. He hit it pretty hard. He had a, oh had a pretty, gosh. pretty good pace. And um, he immediately said, it was so cute. He immediately like, do you have any, where's the lavender? And, and I usually have like three oils on me at all times, peppermint, lavender, and a citrus, like a, like a wild orange or a tangerine. So I had lavender on me. Oh so I'm, I'm putting it on as, as this goose egg is growing, I'm applying lavender and literally it shrinks as quick as it grew. And within a minute, the goose egg was gone. The gash was still there. You know, he had a little bit of a gash, but the goose egg, it literally went from goose egg to no egg, like on, on his, on. So outside of hopefully no one saw him, he was embarrassed. Um, there was really no consequence to that accident. (laughs) So, so in other words, what you're saying is like some moms carry gum in their purse. You're like, you're like, you got the, the essential oils. You're like, now I do. Yeah. When you're on the play yard, when your son's off, you're going to be like, some moms are dishing out the snacks and you're going to be like, come on over here, sweetie. Let me, let me just rub a little oil on you. It's so, it's so true. Yeah. I mean, we, I'm packing up his little oils just in case, like I, I made up his little blends and then we always have ours. Like I have, I have really bad flight anxiety and um, we're about to get on a plane tonight. Um, and um, am I not being on the planes for a year and a half definitely hasn't helped my flight. I usually find that when I fly more frequently, I do better. And so we're on this plane and now I got this baby. So I'm like even more, you know, I can feel that. So I have oil specifically for my flight anxiety and, um, it will, it can take me from a hundred down to like a 20 and I, I will, I'll never not pack essential oils with me on a plane because they are such a major part of me getting that under control. Do you put it on your third eye? What do you do? No, I just roll, I roll. Cause I want, I want it. The amygdala is what's firing, ah, right? Okay. So I want it in it. the brain. And so yeah. I'm just smelling it. So I usually put it in my palms. I roll it on my palms and just breathe it in and just do some really deep belly breaths. I do a longer exhale because okay. I know that exhaling longer is what tells the body to relax. Yeah. And is there a, what oil do you use for anxiety other than lavender? I use, so I have a blend that I make up and it's actually, it's on the floor. I had, I, I accidentally tossed it. Um, I was using it this morning. I had a little your moment. Shirt, your shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what happened. Um, it is a combination of, um, it is tangerine, probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite oils. Citrus is the same thing. And there's a little bit of lavender in there as well. Um, there's so there's like five drops of tangerine, lavender, jasmine, and magnolia. And this is, it's super, it's a sexy scent. I ain't gonna lie, it's super sexy. And it also manages my my flight anxiety. Oh and top it off with fractionated coconut oil. And it just it just smells and it's in this gorgeous bottle. It's in this beautiful ombre pink and red and orange bottle. So just me grab. Grabbing it out of bag mm. or grabbing it off my table mm. immediately tells my body, girl, we're going to chill out, oh, you know? And so it just relaxes it. me. Um, I also have my inner child trauma of urgence. Like my, I I'm a very urgent person, very impatient, very urgent. Um, I am the queen of action and urgency. My husband's like, ah, so oh, I'm getting like me. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we like each other. We just yeah. get shit done. I get shit done. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was like. I'm like, Alex, I don't know if you know this about me. He's like, let me guess you get shit done. You know, just like, yeah. And so he's in the bathroom. It's a two, it's like five minutes before a podcast interview before this one. And my husband, he's last minute, everything. And I know he's going to just, he's going to leave. Like he's going to leave when I literally click this, the button, but I got to keep telling him to leave, you know? Right. And so I can't get into my zone to show up with the intention mm. and the grounding that I want. Cause I'm worried about this man who won't get out of the bathroom because this is in our bedroom. Right. <laughs> and he's like, has a shirt off and everything. And I'm like, talk about me showing up with a bra. This, I was I gonna say, like so that's that's why you came on the podcast with a bra. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm like, could you just get out? And and so and like I see, I said, you know what? I said, I don't know if you noticed, but I get pretty anxious when you're still in here and I'm two minutes away from go time. 
all the time. You do this to me. And, you know, it's like, I think you like, you know, I'm going to do a podcast interview and you, you intentionally stay in here. Oh my and gosh. so I feel myself getting, I, I feel myself, like I feel the cortisol coursing and I'm like, I got to get centered for this interview. He leaves literally on the dot. He doesn't leave until 10 o'clock in the morning. And so I went to the interview. So I grabbed this oil blend and I apply it and I'm doing my breath work for 30 seconds before I get on this interview so I can calm that system mm. down. And so that's how like you start to notice your signs, mm. you start to notice how it feels like you, you're kind of getting, I, for me, I get super snippy, snappy. And I'll say like, I got to get on this. Mm-hmm. Like so when I start saying, I got to da 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 and I start firing off those types of commands, yeah. then I know I fired up the stress response system. Yeah. And, that's me all the time. Be right. honest with you. <laughs> right, right, right. You actually need to do. I interviewed Dr. Ben Lynch on genes, oh, yes. and he he ran a gene profile on me, and he's like, "So it looks like you make dopamine very, very quickly." And and Jessica's in the other room, just laughing so hard. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm easy, easily excitable," and he goes, "But you don't get rid of dopamine very well." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I can't calm myself down." So that it was like really interesting to to know and probably is important. Probably cortisol. Like I always have a lot of total cortisol or free cort. Like I crank it, but I can't. I can't metabolize it very fast. It's, and I, we've seen that in all of my Dutch tests over and over and over again. And I'm like, will I ever get this under control? Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. I don't think so. Oh my gosh. And is there a blend that you can rub on your husband to get him to move a little faster? <sighs> Man, I wish I wish I have not figured out that blend just yet <laughs> at all. Um, and you know, and he's a, he's a night owl. So he's, he's, he's in sleeping in and I get it. You know, I, I, he was doing a lot of important things for us, for the family last night, late into the night. And so, you know, and so he wanted to sleep in, but I'm like, could you just like five minutes earlier, just get out, get out. Yeah, and I get it. like, maybe one day we'll have a place where it's, I just have a podcast studio. That's not connected to our bathroom. <laughs> Maybe someday Maybe. that you'll know you'll have arrived when that happens. Yes. So <laughs> that's awesome. So I've teamed up with Tony Horton. Do you know Tony Horton? He was the creator of P90X, one of the most revolutionary at home fitness programs. And we created together a new fitness program called Power Sync 60. And it is literally, this program's never been done. It is a revolutionary 60-day program for both men and women. So here's why I want you to join us, is that we literally created PowerSync 60 with you in mind. So it doesn't matter if you're a cycling woman, a postmenopausal woman, or a man, one of the things I brought to Tony was that when we work out, we have to think about our hormones. And he had never done that in the millions of workouts that he's created in his lifetime. We also included a free bonus meal plan and a customized tailor way you can eat right for yourself. Also, of course, we put some fasting in there and it was a beautiful meeting of the minds. So I, it, this is like a passion project that I'm so excited to share with you. And in order to get it, all you got to do is visit drmindy.org and use the code PS60PELS. So PS60 and then my last name, PELS, P-E-L-Z, to get 20% off. And you get lifetime access to the program. So that's drmindy.org and you use the code PS60PELS to join all of us. I'm actually doing this myself right now. So come join me, my community on this incredible journey. I am so proud to bring this to you. So, okay. So again, what I'm thinking, I think the anxiety piece, every menopausal woman resonates with that. Um, So I love that blend. I feel like I, not only do I need that blend, I feel like I want to like create a, you, you should create like a little menopausal blend. Maybe they've already created that and like hand it out to every menopausal woman. Yeah, they should. Absolutely. And I have so many in the book too, the new book. Okay, and, great. um, and I can, I can send you that blend. Absolutely. And if you want to keep it super simple, I have a bunch of anxiety blends and, and calming blends and depressed blends that really speak into the, the mental health piece of what happens with when we shift our hormones and everything changes and our metabolism isn't where it needs like, so, you know, there's so many pieces to this puzzle, yeah. but using an essential oil is a quick win. 
is a quick oh, that's beautifully said. That's what I want for women yeah. is I know, again, we talked about that continuum. We talked about the lifestyle and implementing all that and what that looks like. And that's, there's a lot of learning and a lot of implementing in there, but sometimes, yeah. especially in the beginning where we're struggling and we've got a migraine or we're anxious or our brain doesn't work anymore, or we are trying to win the cupcake stare down and we're about to lose it. And we have no energy at three o'clock in the afternoon. That's when oils come into play. Mm. That's when we can use them for that quick win that mm. we all deserve. And what I, what I believe to be true, and this has happened because I, I, this is, I, this is my journey is that those little wins that I get to experience that bring me back to who I am and that recenter me and that make me feel like I'm a person again, that, that those are those, those wins that pr- bring me confidence and hope and then, and really open the door for me to keep doing the other things. And that's how I love to use essential oils for women. And at any phase in our life, whether we're trying to get pregnant or we are, we are in perimenopause or we're in menopause and beyond wherever we are in in the spectrum of our journey, that we have these beautiful chemical constituents that we can leverage in a a moment's notice Mm. in seconds we can pull out an oil and literally choose our mood. We can pull out an oil and reduce our stress, pull out an oil and feel more happy, you know, reduce our cravings, have more brain function, work to get to the gym, whatever that is, we, we get to leverage this beautiful, reduce the headache we've got, the tension we're experiencing, all of it. We can just use with, with oils. Oh, I love that. And is the intensity different? So if I diffuse it and I smell it or I rub it on my skin, is the intensity different at all? I would say breathing it in is the fastest intensity. Oh. For most of us as women, you think about, I need more energy. You want to bring that, breathe that sucker in. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to get that in. One, peppermint opens up oxygen capacity increase oxygen capacity by 7%. So if I want more oxygen to the brain, I want to breathe in peppermint. If I want to fire off, although this is not your, this is not your issue, Mindy, if I want to fire off some dopamine and some serotonin. Well, I grab a citrus essential oil, like a tangerine. So like my instant energy blend is tangerine and peppermint. And I've been using this instant energy blend for 10 years without fail every single day. And it works every single time. Is there, Every a time. is there a tolerance spot? Like the you, more you use it, the less you react to it. You have to use it a lot. I mean, we're talking about, you got to be huffing these oils like 50 plus times a day. You know, that's a, a lot. And so it, it takes a lot to burn out the receptor, the fatigue, fatigue, the system. It, it, yeah. it, I have never, I've never gotten close to that. Personally. And do they, do they have any research showing like how long the change lasts in your body? So it depends. It, de- it depends on, um, you know, application. It also depends on the oil, mm. but your body typically metabolizes those chemical constituents within about two hours. You metabolize you met- a good little length of time. Mm-hmm. And we, we, and we fully metabolize. And that's the really difference between, you know, pharmaceutical medicine or synthetic medicine is our bodies can hold on to it. You know, yeah. you're going to, you're going to judge me in just a second. Um, but I have a little Croy here and we, and you know, there's forever <laughs> chemicals in it, girl. You know, I've had it open this whole time. I haven't even had a drink because I've been like, Minnie's going to say something. And <laughs> Those are forever chemicals. No and, judgment. Uh, no judgment. They're on the lower end of the forever chemicals. Yes, they just are. to tell everybody <laughs> if you're like, wait, I can't drink LaCroix anymore. They're on the lower side. But what soda water can we drink, Mindy? Ah, uh, Grolsteiner. Yeah, that's thank you. And is it yeah. is Pellegrino? Does Pellegrino even make this list? Pellegrino is okay, but mineral wise, Grolsteiner has more me- potassium, magnesium in it than than um, Pelle- Pellegrino. I love Topo Chico, but they're I the know, worst. The highest, yeah, yeah. Those, those almost take like, taste like a beer. Those almost taste like a Corona when you that's have. Why a I loved them. Yeah, no, no <laughs> beer for this gluten free girl. That's um, right. So forever chemicals um, back. So, yeah. So you drink this and your body is like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to right. do with these little, little teeny chemicals. And so you end up storing them. And so that's what happens a lot with, um, with some of our medicine is we end up store. If we can't get rid of it, we end up storing it. But with yeah. essential oils, your body is quick 
to metabolize them through. And so it is, it is. So let's say you're, let's say you're fighting something. I woke up this morning because I've been, I'm, girl, I ain't gonna lie. Sleep deprivation is, is oh, yeah. we all, if, if you are experiencing any of you listening, it is real. It is, it is a fun. Well, you and I have talked about this. Like you're crazy. You're a perimenopausal and you, ha- how he's what two, you know, he's six months, six months. Oh my gosh. Show <laughs> you what I, <laughs> Yes. Um, yes. And so I have, I have burned myself out and still got sleep. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had never had a sleep problem. I've had a burnout problem, but I hadn't had a sleep problem. Now I have a sleep problem and I, it's not for the lack of wanting to sleep. No, <laughs> and no. so um, what I've noticed, well, I know for a fact, because we both know this as practitioners, you don't sleep. Your immune system is like, kiss my ass. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you're, my immune system, <laughs> I woke up this morning and I had a sore throat and I was like, mm. and it went away once I woke up. I'm sure if you ever had those sore throats yeah. where you're in a launch or you're, you're at a major deadline and every morning you got this little sump, this little, your body telling you, you better watch it, you yeah. know? And so I woke up this morning with my, with my sore throat and I'm thinking to myself, like, I got a red eye tonight. Like I got to get this together. Yeah. So I was, I started gargling a couple of essential oils this morning that are great for the immune system. And, um, and so the cinnamon was one of them. Tea tree was one of them, lemon and frankincense. And so these are, I'm mean, I'm just gargling them to help support my immune system. And then I'm applying some oils on the, on the spine, bottom of the feet, just to help boost my immune system. Um, and what we know is that these oils can really help support the immune system. Well, I'm not saying that they are fighting off germs or fighting off viruses. I'm just saying that they're helping to support our, the immune system do its job. Right. So when you like walk through the world, do you like find that people are attracted to you based off of how you smell? Oh yeah. I smell girl. I smell so good. I smell so good. Like I have people, I've had people smell me so many times in like the last decade. Like, and usually, cause I, I wear some really sexy essential oils too, though. Like I wear Jasmine. Jasmine is like, I like follow you through the airport. Yeah. I have like, I'm cranking the sexy, sexy oils, Jasmine, Rose, you know, um, Neroli. And so Jasmine's the oil of self-confidence, but it's like this, it's like intoxicating my husband. Anytime. Alex smells Jasmine on me. He's like, Oh my goodness. You know, it just loses his business. So I, and then Rose is just, I think we all just love that beautiful scent. And so I tend to wear oils that I'm really connected to, but that I think just smell like I've, I'll be honest with you. I don't even own patchouli. I, I I do not own it. I've never worn it. I've never used it. So for being an essential oil researcher, yeah, if you came to my house, you will not find patchouli anywhere. Yeah, good. But have I, I worn some oils like at night before going to bed to boost my immune system or whatever? And they don't, they're not the best smelling. Like, you know, you know, oregano is phenomenal for so many things. Yeah. I call it the obliterator. But let me tell you, no one, no one's sexy smelling like pizza. <laughs> Nobody. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're only making people hungry around. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So what about, what if somebody hates the smell? So I'll give you an example. I love the smell of on guard. Like Mm -hmm. I could like rub that all over myself and I often do. And then I get in the car with my son and my husband and they're like, what did you just put on? That's horrible. And I've been asked to not have it on when they're around. They both hate that. I know. I'm like, you guys, it's like Thanksgiving and Christmas. It is. It's like Christmas. I just put some, it's actually in my coffee right now because it's in my coffee. It's what I was, I was wearing on guard. And so I, and I was gargling with on guard this morning too, because I cannot tell you on guard has probably gotten rid of 50, 50 plus sore throats in the last decade, like guaranteed it's my go-to, you know, um, no, they can kiss your butt is what they can do. That's how I feel about it. It's like my, I remember my mom, my grandmother was complaining about frankincense. Closet. Like I'm in the closet rubbing it on me, but go ahead. Your mom. And my grandma's like, I don't like the way this smells. I like the way my mom's like, I don't care if you don't like the way it smells to her mother. She's like, you just do it because it's good for you. And so, I I mean, I think especially with the guys, like they're going to get, they're going to have an immune system that they need to boost. Yeah. And thankful for you for being there to save yeah. the day. Thank you. you. Know? I will tell them that. Yeah. 
I'll let them know. Um, let's talk a little bit about anxiety. I want to go back to that because, um, of course, as I'm listening to you talk, I'm like, oh my gosh, for menopausal women, now I get why you wrote a book on essential oils and menopause because we need a quick win. Yes. So, and there are other things we can do with our mind when we feel like we've been hijacked or yes. that our brain has been hijacked. So, um, talk about oils that you are specific to women going through perimenopause and menopause. Our progesterone's low. We have that. I always call it like the body anxiety. Like I can't relax my body. My amygdala is spinning out of control. What can I do oil wise? And then you have some really great movement ideas and hacks for mindset that help you shift out of that place. Absolutely. I would say that the average woman and I, especially in our, our forties into our fifties, we are firing off that stress, that, that survival mode, that stress response mode, probably 25 plus times a day. I would say that most of us have no idea. We don't even know when I was in my twenties. I honestly, I thought it was my slight edge. I thought, I thought firing off. I thought that nervous energy, which was cortisol was yeah. literally how I was going to kick someone's butt. You know what I'm saying? Like I, if I was trying to do whatever the project was, like that was my, that was my stamina that I would like kick that into high gear and be yeah. like, leverage it until I had severe chronic fatigue, right? Like right. on the other side of that. And so I think a lot of women do mistake in what that is for a little something, something, a little extra energy, yeah. you know, and we, we don't even realize it. Like I, it's so, you know, the more that we become more aware and we can be an observer of ourselves, you know, as I watch myself get into that mode with my husband in the morning, I was like, Oh, I know what's happening with me right yeah. this second. And, um, but a lot of us don't know. So I want to just point out some ways that we can know that we can like increase our vagal tone so that we respond differently over later on, like over time. Um, but things to look out for is you're talking very fast and it's very like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I'm running late. Da, 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 da. Like you find yourself in kind of like a trauma spiral where you, you're not solving the problem, but you're just in your head um, Two, you just, your breath is shallow three, everything's tight Four. Um, look around at the people around you. How are they responding to you? Like, are they on, are they on pins and needles? Are they, are, are they on eggshells? Like that's a good indicator that you're in a stress response yeah. mode is everyone's like, Oh goodness. Stay away from this woman. Which is, uh, is pretty much everybody around a menopausal woman. Yes. So just guns ready. Out, <laughs> so in that moment, you are, you, you, you recognize any of these signs, these tall, tell signs that you are in it, that you are flooding the system, that your, your brain is in overdrive. That limbic system has basically turned off everything else in, in its, in, in pursuit of survival. Um, the first thing you got to do is you got, we have to shift our state, especially with fight or flight. Um, your body, your, your brain is expecting you to move. Yeah. Your brain is expecting in order for it to say, Hey, everything is okay. We can start metabolizing all of this energy, all these energy hormones, all of this fight or flight con uh, energy hormones, we have got to move. So walking outside, getting into yoga, shaking it, just shaking it off, mm. or just walking in a circle in your living room or wherever you're at in your office. And that tells the brain, okay, we're good. We we've, we've, we fought the tiger, yeah. the proverbial tiger, whatever that is. And also in whatever that scenario is, whether you're, you're, you are responding to an email that made you extremely mad, or you're responding to a partner, like you're flooding the system. I promise you, when have you ever stayed in that moment mm -hmm. to finish that angry email or to finish that argument with your partner? And it went well. Like that it went good. You know what I'm saying? Said it, nor, and you always regret it. Always. You're in that fight or flight brain. The minute you let it out, that's yeah. Well, yeah, said. it, it never, it never goes well. Like the, the end result, like maybe you got to fire off whatever you needed to fire off and that felt good. Like yeah. you got to give somebody the business, but yeah. like on the other side, you know, how did that transpire for you in your relationship or your situ or that, that conversation with that coworker or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. And so changing our state is so critical. And then breath breath is probably one of the most powerful ways. Mm -hmm. Um, at that point, we've kind of lost control of our breath. We're breathing shallow. We have less 
oxygen going to the brain, oxygen going to the cells. And so our body is in more of a panic mode. So Mm -hmm. if we can slow down our breath, you know, six breaths in eight breaths out. So your exhale bigger than your inhale. And if you can grab, I mean, the first thing I ever do is grab an essential oil because that'll move me so much faster. So if I can shake it out, grab an oil, breathe immediately, it sends a different message to the brain it overrides the stress response situation and tells the brain we're, we're cool. We're cool. Everything's good. Now, if you're hearing and you're like, oh, that's great. That's all said and good, but I don't know when this happens to me. Then what I also recommend is grabbing your phone, you know, cause you're using it all the time anyway. And, right. and um, throwing it, <laughs> throwing it at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> at that car that just cut you off. Um, you know how you feel. <laughs> and set some chimes on the phone oh. on the hour. And in those, this is going to preemptively set you up for success. So every hour, something pretty, like a babbling brook, do not have the siren, you know, the thing that goes off on your phone, have something really nice and subtle, some type of yoga sound and let it go off and then stand up wherever you're at, stand up, shake off anyway, just shake it off a little bit, grab your essential oil, your lavender and cedar wood, your jasmine, your magnolia, whatever you love, your tangerine, your frankincense, whatever, whatever lights you up, whatever makes you feel good. Now just note that citrus oils literally are like effervescent, happy energy bunnies that like literally pervade the brain. So for me, citrus oils are always my place because girl, although I, I operate in an energetic state, I don't know about you, but I always want more energy. I was just going to say, do you know, we have, so we diffuse them in our clinic everywhere. And so at midday, I'll kind of go up and grab some oils and put them on. And I always go to citrus. Always. You you are a sister from another mother. I know we're soul sisters. I was like, let me guess you grab that. And so tangerine is my energy bunny. It's, it's my everything. I love tangerine. And so I just grab that little tangerine oil and it's going to send those happy, beautiful effervescent bunnies into the brain and say, everything is cool. And you take some deep breathing. When you pair it with deep breathing, you literally now have control of your stress response system. Mm. And if you can remind yourself to do it on the hour with your little chime, you are preemptively helping to increase your vagal tone, helping to tell the brain everything is good preemptively so that when you get that text message or that email or whatever happens that that tries to trigger you, your brain will be like, no, that's cool. Mm. I'm good with it. So over time, what would be the best thing is that I'm not triggered by that stimulus. I'm not triggered by that response. I, my brain handles it differently because I have, I have retrained it to respond differently. And that's how essential oils can support with breath work in the long term. Wow. I love that. So let me just recap that because yeah. that was, that was awesome. So you said, you said a time on the hour, it's a, you're, if this is like a prevention tool, Yes, you do your breathing longer exhale than inhale. Do you get up and move around? You get up, you can dance and then you l- rub some oils on you and then you go back to your work. Yep. You're talking about 60 seconds tops. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I love this idea because we've talked a lot in my clinic about like, how do you exercise your parasympathetic nervous system? We're overusing our sympathetic nervous system so much. You know, the polyvagal theory where we're like going into this freeze mode. And I, I strongly feel that it's going to take a lot of conscious uh, creation on our parts to really bring back that parasympathetic strength because it doesn't just naturally happen. You got to mature it and develop it. So it's been bullied out. Yeah. And this is a great, great and beautiful, simple and enjoyable way. I mean, I love, I breathe fast. You breathe. I mean, you know, but I love deep breathing when I'm really conscious and, but I, what I'm more than anything, I love breathing in essential oils. They just make me so happy. They just feel so good. You know, and I, I, that's what the beautiful thing is, is just really in the moment, just enjoying that moment 
like enjoying the beauty of just being present in that moment, maybe even set an intention for yourself for the next hour, you know, having a little bit more grounding. Like I want to just, I want to experience more joy in this next hour. I want to feel, I want to experience more presence in this next hour, whatever that may look like. You can even set an intention with that. And so you can, you can consider it. If you want to get woo woo with it, you can be an anointing yourself with that into that next hour of intention. And so, but that's how I feel about oils. They just feel so good. And the fact that they can have such a powerful response, a very positive response on the body. I rarely ever encountered an oil or, a, you know, I've shared essential oils with millions and millions of women around the world. And I, I can't really recount many instances where they have been an issue, you know, that there have been, you know, um, side effects that were unwarranted. It's, yeah. it's pretty rare. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And so all of your bins and like the little hacks, those are in your book. Yes. Yeah. Yes. From brain fog to energy, to anxiety, to cravings, all of it, any of it to liver blends, to gut blends. You know, I, I used to have a, I have a, a gut blend that I had my best friends used to make before they ate like this, the crazy gluten breakfast, like as a preemptive. And yeah. I was just like, that is not the point of this blend. Right. Well, Hey, use it any way you can. <laughs> but you and I talked on Instagram about this. What about fasting? You know, when you're in a fasted state and you're going into these longer fasts, it, you know, it's, I would think rubbing some oils on you could help you go a couple more hours and be oh, able absolutely. to absolutely. Yeah. We think about why, why we end up backing out of a fast early, right? It's usually men or energy issue, right? Or it's yeah. a stress issue. It's an yeah. emotional eating concern, something that comes up. Right. Yeah. And we're just like, you know what? I got to break this. I, I I'm stuff's coming up for yeah. me. And instead, instead of reaching for that, why wouldn't we just reach for a calorie free option? Right. <laughs> why don't we just so whether it's an instant, if you need a little bit more energy to get you through peppermint and tangerine, you need to reduce some of that stress and overwhelm that has you wanting to go grab for something, you know, lavender and cedarwood, magnolia, a citrus oil too, will do that. Frankincense will do that. Any of those will do that for you. Um, and then maybe it is brain fog. Like your brain just isn't running. Like you're running out, you're running out of steam, mm-hmm. then grab peppermint's great rosemary. My favorite combo is peppermint, rosemary, um, frankincense, and a citrus, like, like a wild orange that, and rub it behind the back of your neck. And that'll put, that'll put you back in the game. Um, I call that my gift stuff oil, you know, just get you back in. So those will definitely extend you. You know, if you're trying to go from a 15 hour to a 17 hour, and it's the first time you've ever done it, definitely implement oils into that routine to get you those, those next two hours. Oh my God. I love that. You know, we do a free five day fast every month and we're, I'm, I'm teaching people the different lengths. So next month we're going to do a 36 hour fast and we're going to, I'm going to show people how to go into it and come out of it. I'm going to use oils. I'm going to have everybody uh, grab your book and we'll play with the different oils and see what we get. The fun thing would be, we got a lot of people wearing the continuous glucose monitors or the keto mojo. Are, Are you seeing changes in blood sugar? Oh yeah. I, um, mine's coming. I had my, I had levels on for a month and then I, I renewed the subscription. And so it's, I think it's arriving in a couple of days and I love, I mean, to watch real time in that technology, you and I both know insulin resistance is definitely a major concern for us as women, especially as we enter into our forties and beyond and uh, 88% of adults have some level of metabolic dysfunction. It's only 12% of us that don't, you know, it's a very small number. And and so a lot of the chronic conditions that we are most concerned about are really being driven by this, these wayward blood sugar swings. And, um, there was a couple of times where when I wore the CGM wasn't very often, I think my average was 80 milligrams per deciliter the entire month was pretty good. And when most of the time, when I ate, I would only spike to 95, like I kept with an optimal, but there was a couple of occasions where I spiked to 130, and I was like, Oh my goodness. And I have a feeling people are spiking to 130 every single day. Um, yeah, probably. And so I spiked to 130. And what was really fascinating is your body goes into emergency mode. It's like 130 milligrams per deciliter blood, like sugar is in the blood. We have to handle this all hands on deck. And then you, you have this massive insulin response to risk. And what ends up happening is you dip you go, you yes. drop into like 55, you drop yes. out of like the ideal, like 70 or like 
or 65 is still okay. Like now you're in the stranger danger mode where you're way low blood sugar. And that sends a signal to the brain because for some reason, the brain didn't get the memo that you ate that crazy thing to drive it up to begin with. And this is just a overcorrection. And the brain's like, eat, eat something sugary right now. And so what a lot of us don't realize is that when we're in that snacking mode or that, that emotional eating mode or just eating sugar to get us through the day, we are in this crazy loop, this cycle of up and down, up and down. And whether you, you, you're not aware of it, but the brain is sending out major emergency signals to you to fill in that gap again, to raise that blood sugar. And that drives anxiety, that drives mood swings, um, that drives crazy cravings, um, just all a brain fog. And I can see how it can become a really scary, you know, a really scary vicious cycle. What? So what, what oil do I rub on myself at the moment? Yes, peppermint. Peppermint. Yes, peppermint. So I love, peppermint. I- I love this like quick, quick win. The quick win has you have you help me reframe oils with that idea. But go ahead. What were you gonna say about peppermint? Um, so the Journal of Neurology, uh, Dr. Alan Hirsch did this big study where he looked at cravings and he wanted to know if essential oils could help. And citrus oils were there, they did pretty good, but the number one oil that decreased cravings by like 75% was peppermint by simply breathing in. So if you know you're having an emotional craving moment or whatever that may be, um, and you're reaching for the pantry or wherever, um, grab that peppermint essential oil and breathe it in. It'll literally, it's, it'll buy you the three minutes that that craving is going to exist in you and, um, walk away from the pantry though. Right. And walk away. I love it. Okay. Well, I, I could chat forever and it's so funny. Like we've talked so much and the more I talk to you, the more I want to talk to you. So I love it, but I know we have time restraints here. So five rapid questions for you. Yes. The first, if you were sent on a desert Island and you could only bring one oil with you, what would it be? So the oil would be my, my initial gut was Jasmine. I bring Jasmine. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It's not very utilitarian, but I love it. Okay. Okay. Well, I, and I, I'm surprised just because it's not an oil that I use. So now you got me wanting to go get Jasmine. Jasmine. So I have a Jasmine bush out in front. So do you ever find yourself like, just, just like sitting around it? Like you just love, I just love Jasmine. I'd, I'd so. love to say that I sit, but so that would be, <laughs> that would be a good idea. Walk back and forth around it. That's right. Let me walk circles around it. I'll try that. Then maybe that'll make me want to sit. So, okay. If you could go back and talk to your 20 year old self and give her some advice, what would you tell her? I would say that not everything is an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, you, you deserve a lot of grace and love and, um, your childhood trauma does not define you. Mm. Ooh, that was powerful. I asked a lot of people that question, but that was good. Okay. You're, you're giving a class on hormones to a bunch of 13 year old girls that just got their period. Uh, what are you going to tell them? I'm going to tell them that their menstrual cycle is their fifth vital sign. That hormone literacy is the thing that they've got to own and to track their cycle on an app. So they really have a great sense of what's going on with their bodies. Mm. I love how you are spot on girl. Like you just got the answers ready to go. You don't even have to think you're a professional. (laughs) So, okay. And then what hormone book, or it could be a mindset book, like what book has really dramatically changed your, how you've approached your own hormonal health. Absolutely. The number one book that I'm reading or that's really having a massive change on me is by Dr. Nicola Perla, do the work. Yeah. I think a lot of our hormone issues are actually trauma, the root causes, like root other root causes. And a lot of it is, is our, is traumas for us as women in particular. And that ties to our worth or lack of worthiness. You know, I think about a lot of us, we're just on the go, 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 or whatever, you know, I think a lot of it is we, we feel we got to show up for everyone else or we got to overachieve so that we can fill that empty gap of a lack of worthiness. Um, and so that, I think that book is so profound and powerful, um, because I think we all have a a little bit of work to do in that department to love ourselves a little bit more. Yeah, (laughs) really? Uh, Yeah, I guess we do. Uh, I have a good friend who's a naturopath in Canada and I brought her on the podcast and she just wrote a book called, uh, woman 
phenomenally. It'll come out in the fall. And it's all about that, how our traumas when we're younger, when we're in the womb, actually create our hormonal imbalances when we're older, which is like, Mm. that's mind mind blowing, right? Yeah. I just barely touched upon it in this book, but I knew I needed to bring it to the surface, you know, of just like, what is a root cause for why we are struggling, especially we as women, you know, and we could overdo it. You know, we could just, we can really step into a lot of that and it can feel like chaos for us. And we are just like, but we have to do this thing because we were told we had to, and that's, that's how I I show up in the world. And so um, I did touch upon that because I know that for me, a lot of what was a driver for my hormone issues. (laughs) was my driving myself into the ground because I, I didn't, and I, you know, you, and you don't know that it's a belief. You don't realize it's, you know, that's the thing about it. There are these deep seated beliefs that we just, we just own and don't really don't realize we own it. And that's why, honestly, that is such a good point because what I love about podcasts like this and like what you and I are trying to do out in the world is normalize menopause And if we don't bring it to the surface and talk about all the messiness of it and the ups and downs of it, then there are women out there that are struggling with irritability and anxiety and they have no outlet. They feel uh, like what they're experiencing is wrong. And I feel like we've got to bring these conversations up. So as women, we can heal each other and we can and see ourselves in each other so that we can start to heal our hormones. I 100% agree. Yeah, there's a there's a lot under the surface that we've got to that we've got to like bring up. And yeah. there's a lot of things that that finally come up for us as women in our 40s and our 50s that we just didn't address in our our teens, 20s and 30s that are now up for review. And we either, we either deal with them or they, they come back for us again and again, and it can show up and manifest in how our metabolism is functioning and autoimmune conditions and our, the pain that we're experiencing, the emotional turmoil that we're having, you know, and so I'm really grateful for these types of conversations. So women can open the door for what that deeper work looks like. I love that up for review. That was Mm -hmm. good. You got some good one-liners girl. Okay. Last question. If you could have one message that you put in every person's brain on the planet that you'd really want them to see, what would that message be? Mm -hmm. You are worthy and perfect and loved for exactly who you are. Hey, Resetters, I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for all your wonderful reviews and those of you that have left me comments on iTunes. I just greatly appreciate your thoughtfulness and how much you guys are enjoying these episodes. And it it seems like you're enjoying them as much as I am enjoying doing them. One of the things that I've learned in just interacting with so many people is that we've really lost the art of deep conversation. And for me, the Resetter Podcast stands for having meaningful conversations with people who are thinking about health, about life, about mindset in a way that we may not be getting on social media or in mainstream media. And so I just want to say, give you guys a shout out and just say thank you for participating in this process with me. Because as much as I absolutely love delivering the information to you, I love even more knowing knowing that it's impacting your life. So please let us know if there's anything we can do to make this podcast more customized to you, to make it better. We are now officially in season two, and we are working to bring you the best conversations that health influencers have, that mindset changers can give, and to really deliver you something that you're not able to get anywhere else. So from the bottom of my heart, as I always say in my YouTube, from the bottom of my heart, I am deeply deeply appreciative of you. I am deeply grateful to be on this journey with you and let's get healthy together.